My name is Adeline Warren and you're listening to Girl Talk. I like to say that I'm the big sister of the internet. You can watch me fuck up all you want, but hey, maybe we can learn something from it. I hope you enjoy. Hey, can y'all hear me? Hi. Oh my God. I am so excited about today's episode. I, why do I always start that episode like this? I'm obviously excited for every episode because I just love talking to you guys. But today we're going to be talking about something that I feel so passionately about, which is being a lucky person. And I really, truly, genuinely believe that anybody can be a lucky person as long as you have a certain subconscious thought constantly occurring in your mind. And I really do believe that there is like a way to become a lucky person because I don't think that I've ever really been a lucky person until I really started changing my subconscious mind and you know I feel like it's really easy to say oh I'm a lucky person because you know I grew up in like a wealthy family and I'm a trust fund baby and like hey I got to spend all the money that I want I have no problems more money more problems Ah." you know people could say that they're lucky because of that but I was never like that like I you know didn't grow up the richest person Um, I grew up with an addict parent and you know it really affects you when you grow up in like this you know type of household where it's like you know money doesn't grow on trees and you you grew up with all these limiting beliefs and like you think like oh like you know life sucks like why am I deserving of these things and blah 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 but it is a science it is an actual science i found this on this this article and it basically said that there is a science behind people who consider themselves lucky there's four things that people who consider themselves lucky that they have so number one they're flexible in how they achieve their goals they're not set on a fixed way of getting their goal number two they trust their gut and they follow their intuition number three they're optimists and they believe it's all going to work out in the end and then number four they're resilient and they bounce back when things don't go their way so you can't control you know how you were born you can't control the situation that you were born in. you can't control you know the situation of like how people treat you and like what other people do to you you can't control any of that shit the only thing that you can control is how you react to the situations that you're in and i feel like lucky people always have these like little mantras in their head and i'm gonna get into it in the um podcast but i always have these little mantras and these little things that i say in the back of my mind and i know that I'm a lucky person, everything is going to work out in the end. And especially, especially if you're a woman, women are amazing manifestors. They're crazy, amazing manifestors. Like think of, of, of like girls and they're like, "Hmm, I feel like being on a yacht today. And then suddenly they're on a yacht. Like those are the type of bitches that are like crazy manifestors. And like, of course, it like does help like, you know, if you're pretty, but there's a lot of pretty girls that are not crazy manifestors and they're not really lucky. And like, it's all about being in the specific mindset. And I truly genuinely believe that I am like the luckiest girl in the universe. Like I didn't grow up with money. I fucked up a lot. And like, I I there I like who would have thought that like me and of all people would like end up in the situation that I'm in I have like the best job in the whole world and like I'm able to like do what I love and like you know I'm able to like treat myself once in a while and like blah 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 and something that I remember so specifically is when I was growing up this is what I, I specifically remember is there was this competition did you ever have those like little you know 
those those games when you were younger and it was like a lottery type thing so you raise a certain amount of money and like uh, uh, if you're lucky then you can win like a teddy bear i have always wanted to win that huge costco teddy bear i've always wanted that teddy bear and they had it every year and i was like oh, like i'm just i'm not a lucky person like i'm not gonna get it like i never win these things like i always enter 17 magazine contests and i never win it i always enter like my school lottery stuff and i never win it i'm just like an unlucky person I guess and like I don't deserve it I'm like an unlucky person and I guess I'm like you know I I just like don't attract good things and there's actually when I started you know like believing in luck and like starting to think that I'm a lucky person is when I had a high school musical poster and I used to play soccer when I was younger and I would be like okay if I bring my high school musical poster and I have a red Gatorade those are my specific things that I needed if I had a red Gatorade and I had my high school musical poster at my soccer game I'm going to score a goal and I'm going to have a good game and what do you know every single time that I had a red Gatorade and every single time that I had that poster I scored a goal in my soccer game. And that's when I started almost like believing that I was a lucky person. And I'm going to break it down to you, like why I believe that those specific things and like how I kind of began to become a lucky person and like how you can also become a lucky person. Um, Yeah, I'm so excited. I have like so many story times to like back this up and like, oh my God, this is like so fun. Anyways, I have six affirmations that you can constantly repeat to yourself um that you can constantly tell yourself and even if you don't believe it say it out loud don't say it in your head no matter how stupid you sound say it out loud even if you don't believe it and say it a lot of times and i promise you're going to start to believe it and it's going to be in your subconscious so affirmations i have i always get what i want i always get what i want so I have a story time about this. One time, <laughs> and I told this story on TikTok, but one time I got invited to this really cool brand event. It was a brand that I've always wanted to work with. And I was so excited. I was invited to this really cool event. And you could just tell by the invite, it was like a July 4th, you know, all white um, party. And it was at Nobu, fucking Nobu, so bougie. You knew that every celebrity was gonna be at this event. And I was so excited about it. And I was like, oh my God, it's gonna be so fucking great so i have a plus one i bring andre and you know we get dressed we get all cute they said to show up 1 to 4 p.m so i think we show up around like 2 or 3 and keep in mind i got ready we did a little pregame you know it's a party so you want to do a little pregame you don't want to be like the first one to show up um and we get there i think we took an uber and it was like 30 or 40 minutes away from my apartment so we arrive at the front of nobu and we basically we get in line and this fucking event this company first of all is notorious for throwing shit show of events um but we get to the line and basically there's a security guard being like everybody whoever's in line you're not getting into this event and i was like huh what the fuck i didn't ask to be at this event keep in mind they asked me to come to this event. I took my own, I put it in my calendar. I got ready for this. Um, they sent me clothes for this. Like I was ready to like, you know, have a good time and like have a good party. Like I've never come across this in all of my life where essentially you get invited to a party and then you show up and they're like, by the way, you can't get in. What the fuck? That's not normal. What the fuck? 
Um, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? So, you know, we like, we go in one line and they're like, you, all of you guys need to go home. Y'all are not getting in. And it's like one of those mean security guards that are like really negative energy. And you're like, dude, like you're taking your job like way too seriously. Like, okay, okay, calm down. But like everyone was super annoyed. And I remember there were people behind me and they were like, yo, dude, like I bought a bottle here. Like I spent thousands of dollars on a bottle. Like let me in. And he was like, nobody's allowed to get in. Like it, we are over capacity. Nobody's getting in. I'm sorry, but all of you guys have to go home. And there was at least like 50 people outside there was a lot of people outside and we all showed up at the right time they told us to show up from 1 to 4 p.m and we, it was around like 2 or 2 30 or 3 and it was like the time that they told us to show up and apparently it was over capacity so i was like andre i looked at him dead in the face and i was like andre i don't care what the fuck we have to do but we already spent all of the time to get here i didn't ask to be here we got invited to be here we deserve to be in the party and we're gonna get in the party i don't know how but we are gonna get into it so <laughs> you know we try different things and i was like we got into the vip line and then even in the vip line they're like nobody's getting in even if you have a bottle you're not getting in blah 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 and then you know i go to the restaurant next door and i was like hey like i was wondering if you guys had any availability and like i tried to sneak in through the restaurant next door and they like weren't having it <laughs> and then this is when shit like gets really lucky because i was like andre fuck it we're gonna hop the fence I know that it's Nobu and I know there's A-list celebrities in there and I know it's going to be embarrassing as fuck and I know I'm wearing a dress and the odds are not in my favor, but we're going to fucking hop the fence. And Andre's like, are you serious? Like, what the fuck? And I was like, I would rather ask for forgiveness than permission. And what's the worst thing that could happen? They kick us out. We're already not in. So the worst thing that they happen is kick us out and we're not even, we're, we're already out. So that's the worst that could happen. We have nothing to lose. So... <laughs> we're at this really crazy fancy nobu restaurant literally kardashian style fucking restaurant and i'm wearing a nice white dress i think it was a dress i don't know what i was wearing but i literally do not even think twice and i hop over the fucking fence <laughs> and i i saw my friend and i was like oh my god hey she's like girl did you just hop the fence and like yeah and then she saw the security was coming to like kick me out she's like girl i love you so much but i'm gonna pretend that i don't know you and i was like mm, girl like me too i would do the same thing don't even worry about it <laughs> and then andre hops the fence and security guards are swarming around him i think it's because he's a guy they're swarming around him a bunch of security guards are all around Andre and like I'm kind of like you know trying to like pretend that I'm drunk and like be like oh I'm like frolicking around and like blah 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 and a security guard goes up to me and he's like hey I saw you hop the fence like you're not supposed to do that blah 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 blah. you need to leave and I was like hey like oh my god I'm so sorry like I just like I my friend needed to drop something off I needed to get something really quick and then come right back in but like I was already in the party so you know I just like wanted to like get back in and like blah 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 and like I just kind of like played dumb and he kind of just like let me go and he was like whatever this bitch is drunk like even though I was completely sober and <laughs> and then Andre 
they were so fucking like unprofessional. This event, I swear to fucking God, the security guards were asking Andre for a hundred dollars. And Andre is like, yo, dude, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I swear, like, I was just in here. Like, I don't know what's happening or like what's going on. Like, I was just in here. Like, I had to have the, I had to get something really quick. And they basically were like, give us a hundred dollars. And Andre's like, oh my God, like, I don't have cash. And they're like, do you give cash up. Do you have Venmo? And Andre's like, sorry, I don't have cash up. I don't have Venmo. And they were like, you know what, dude? It was like 10 minutes, probably five to 10 minutes where they're like pressuring Andre and talking to Andre. And they're like, you know what? You're fine. And they let him in. And I swear to God, I never felt more lucky because that party was fucking fun. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to take no for an answer. I know that I'm a lucky person. I know I'm going to get my way. And I know that no matter what happens, like the worst thing that could happen is nothing. Like we were already outside. The worst thing that could happen is nothing. And I know that I'm a lucky person and I got in and I didn't have to pay anything. And I had the best night ever with my friends. <laughs> and there was like celebrities there. I fucking Tyga was there. Like fucking Trash and Thompson was there. Um, I think there's a couple other celebrities. I can't remember off the top of my head. But oh my God, it was like one of the most fun nights ever. And I, it all stemmed from me just knowing that I'm a lucky person and that everything is going to come my way and everything is going to work out in the end. Um, (laughs) Number two, another affirmation that I always tell myself is manifesting is effortless to me. I remember saying this. I say this to myself all the time. And a really good example of this that I can tell you guys about manifesting is so effortless to me is specifically when I was in a casino in Vegas. So we were in Vegas for my cousin's bachelorette party. And none of us are really crazy gamblers. And like nobody really wanted to like gamble really crazy. But there was one night where like, you know, we were a little bit tipsy and like we were a little bit drunk. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to be the one that gambles. And like, I, I feel like, you know, if like somebody's gambling, it's fun for like everyone else to watch. And like, it's fun, like to make a night out of it. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to take out a little bit of money and I'm going to gamble. Well, I took a like quite a bit of money actually (laughs) but I was like you know what I know that I'm a lucky person and I know that I'm gonna get my money up and if not I'm gonna break it even and if not you know what fuck it like I just know that I'm lucky and I know that everything is gonna work out so I took out like a pretty good amount of money and I was like fuck it I know that I'm lucky I'm gonna go to the what's that table red and black roulette See, I don't even know how to play the game, but I was just so drawn to that game because I think I've seen it in David Dobrik's vlogs and he was like, I'm going to bet all my money on red. I'm going to bet all my money on black, blah, 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 blah. And they like win every time. I feel like David Dobrik does this too. He knows he's a lucky person. Um, But yeah, I I just basically went into the game that I knew that I wanted to do. And I was like, I'm going to bet all of my money on red. Was that it? Yeah, I was like, I'm going to bet all of my money on red. And I didn't even think about it twice. They were like, oh, which like and I was like, red, I want to put my all my money on red. All of my money is going to go on red. Do it right now. I give them my money. They, you know, spin the little thing. <laughs> I don't know how to how they do it. It's like the red and black roulette. So they basically like throw the ball into the little game. And there's a bunch of, you know, uh, holes that are red. And there's a bunch of holes that are black. And it's essentially just like, 
a lucky game and it's all about luck. And I knew before I even gave them my money, before I handed them my money, I knew while I was holding my money, I'm going to win. And I know that I'm going to win. And I knew manifesting is effortless to me. And I know I'm going to win and I'm going to double my money. So I put my money on red. They spin the little thing. It's all in a matter of seconds too. All my friends were around me for my cousin's bachelorette. Everyone was around me and they were like, holy shit, Adeline just like bet all of her money on fucking red. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? What is going on? So they spin the little ball. They put the ball in the little spinny thing. And guess what? You probably know it. It lands on red. So I doubled my money and the rest of the night I was like, fuck it. Like, I just know that I'm lucky. Like, I'm just going to keep gambling my money. I mean, this is how gambling addictions start. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put the money that I already that I already had in my pocket. I'm not going to gamble that. And all the money that I just won, I'm just going to give to everyone else so that they can gamble and have fun too. So that's what we did. And like uh, um, some of the girls like played games for me and like they used my money, but like we actually were up. And I was like, I had no idea how to play these games. I knew that it was all about luck. I knew that I was a lucky person and I got doubled my money. <laughs> and I think I checked out and I, I won quite a bit of money too. But yeah, I think if you're going to be gambling, because <laughs> I don't want to start any gambling addictions, don't sue me if you get a gambling addiction, okay? But what I did is when I won the extra money, I put my original money in my pocket and I knew that I wasn't going to spend it because I, I don't know. I'm not really much of a gambler. I don't really find joy in like gambling. I find joy in like, you know, really strategically spending my money. But, you know, I was drunk and I knew that I was lucky. So, you know, it just happened. Um, but yeah, that was a really funny story about how I knew that manifesting is effortless to me. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Number three, the manifestation I want to say is power isn't given to me. I already have it and power is already within me. So an example of me kind of like saying this manifestation, saying this mantra and like 
putting it into real life is I've told this story before in my podcast. I think I said it in my 24 ways to be confident vlog, but basically there was this, um, you know, film event and I wasn't even invited to it. It was my brother that was invited to it and I was his plus one. And he basically said, Adeline, like there's a red carpet, like, oh my God, it's gonna be so fun. And I was like, I am gonna get on that red carpet. I don't know how I'm gonna get on that red carpet. My name is definitely not on the list, but I'm gonna somehow get on it because you know, you wanna get your Getty image photos. Uh, you wanna look good, whatever. Um, so we show up to this film event and I have no idea how I'm going to get on this red carpet, but I know somehow that I'm a lucky person. I'm going to finesse my way on. So we enter through, you know, the line. There's like a huge line to get in. There's a ton of people there. It's crazy. There's like crazy, huge actors, crazy, huge directors, everybody in film. I'm like getting kind of intimidated because I'm like, holy shit, there's a lot of big people here. I don't know how I'm going to get on this red carpet, but it's like what I came here to do. And like, I came here to get a cute pick and I'm going to fucking get it. And obviously I like came here to support my brother too, but I wanted to show him. I'm like, Brayden, watch this. I know, I don't know how, but I'm going to get on the red carpet and I'm going to get you an interview with one of these people here because my brother's trying to get into film. And I was like, I know I'm going to get you an interview and I know I'm going to get on the red carpet um, and you're going to get a lot of contacts here. So we get into the event and we have our names. They're all on the list and we, the red carpet is on the left. So I go straight immediately to the front of the red carpet. There's like a bunch of people kind of like covering it and like hovering around to like see what kind of celebrities are going to be there. There's photographers and blah, 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 blah. So I go to um, someone that works there and I'm like, hey, is there someone that's like running the red carpet? And they point to the person. I can see the person with the clipboard and they have like literally a name of list or like a list of names of people that are supposed to be on the carpet. And I'm like, OK, this is the person. This is the person I'm going to finesse. And I know that I'm lucky. I'm going to get on this carpet. I go up to the girl and I was like, like, hey, my name is Adeline Warren. I'm supposed to be on the carpet. Um, and she goes, hmm, oh, I don't see you on the list. Like, it's, um, who is your point of contact? And I was like, I don't really know. Like, I, I know my, my manager said that I was supposed to be on the red carpet. Like, here's my Instagram if you want to look at it. Like, I'm a musician and I do social media. And like, I was invited to be here and I'm supposed to be on the red carpet. And she goes, hmm. And she like looks at her list again. She's like, mm, I don't know. Like, she's not really on it. And I'm like, oh, this is the moment. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get on it or not. Like, this is like a really cool event. Like, I really want to get my photo. But I don't know if like, you know, I'm not on the list. So I don't know if I'm going to get it um and lo and behold she literally gets a brand new piece of paper an empty piece of paper she's like show me your instagram again she writes down my name on the piece of paper and you know when you go on the red carpets they kind of like show your name so that the photographers can take a picture of your name and tag you when they upload it to getty images and stuff like that so she shows my name on the red carpet she's like here you go you could go and I go on the red carpet that I wasn't even invited to. And they take a picture of my name and they take a picture of me. And I got my Getty Images photo. And I was like, Brayden, watch this. And um, afterwards, after you take photos of the red carpet, they kind of do like video interviews. Um, and they were like interviewing me and they're like asking me questions. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually like a plus one for my brother. He's like a film. Um, he's a big director. And like he has like a couple films and blah, 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 blah. My brother, I keep in mind, my brother is like in school. Like he, he actually, my brother is actually a badass bitch. Like he's actually really cool. He has like a couple films that have won awards, which is really cool. So I wanted to hype him up. And I was like, my brother's like a really big director and he's like a filmer. And then after they finished interviewing me, 
they asked him, hey, can you come here? We're going to interview you. So they start interviewing my brother too. Isn't that crazy that my brother's name wasn't on the red carpet? I My name wasn't on the red carpet. My brother's name wasn't there to be interviewed. I wasn't there to be interviewed. But we somehow finessed our way into getting interviewed. I don't know. I think like I knew that, you know, obviously it does help that like, you know, I showed them my Instagram and like my Instagram has a following. But if you genuinely believe that you're going to get on something, you go up to the person that is of power and you go up to them with confidence almost 90% of the time you will get your way. If you act like you already have what you have, I promise you, you will always get your way. Okay. And then number four, uh, manifestation affirmation, I would put everything I want always wants me more. Everything I want always wants me more. And an example that I can think of of this was basically every single year <laughs> Toronto has a Christmas market and I every single year I'm a dumbass bitch and I forgot to buy tickets and it really helps when you buy tickets in advance and if you don't buy tickets in advance you have to wait in a huge line in order to basically buy tickets and it's like almost an hour-long line where you have to buy tickets and I was like oh fuck like it's Every single year, I forget to buy my ticket, but I did buy my tickets this year. I remember this year. Um, I learned my lesson. <laughs> but every single year, I always forget to buy tickets. And I'm like, fuck, like, I'm going to have to wait in this huge hour long line to get into the distillery district to go to the Christmas market. And I was like, I think I was with my girlfriends at the time. Um, and I was like, fuck. And then I was like, you know what? I am a lucky person. Everything I want always wants me more. And I know I'm going to know someone at the front of the line. I know it. So instead of going to the back of the line, I'm kind of like scanning the line to see if I have any like friends or like anybody that recognizes me or anyone. Um, and it was so coincidental. One of my friends knew someone in line and we like, you know, are talking to them. And I was like, you know what? I know I could do us better. I know I could find someone at the front of the line. So I was crazy. And I like, you know, my friends were with the other friends and I like go to the front and a subscriber at the very front of the line recognized me and they were like hey girl they're like do you want to join line with us and i was like oh my god i wanted to be at the front of the line but the front of the line wanted me more what the fuck and like you know obviously it does help that i have subscribers but i think it also could happen to anyone what if you have a friend that's at the front of the line what if you have a family member that's at the front of the line i think if you're just constantly like believing that good things will happen to you and good things will come to you it will happen. Same with a parking spot. Guys, I've talked to people about this and like I literally, it's so psycho that I even do this. <laughs> Everything I want always wants me more. I always think I visualize the perfect princess parking spot at the very front of where I want to go. So say it's Ikea. At Ikea, you know how busy Ikea gets during the day and during the weekends? It gets really busy and you have to park really far away. And I was visualizing and I was like, I know there's going to be a parking spot, an empty parking spot. I'm visualizing an empty parking spot waiting for me for me to pull in. And I know it's going to be waiting for me because I'm a lucky person. And lo and behold, almost 90% of the time that I do that, I find it. And I've talked to subscribers about this. There was this one um, subscriber, her name is Nicole, and I was talking to her about parking spots. And she was like, yes, I manifested a parking spot near the front. And I was like, bitch, you do that too? You do that too? Like
it is a thing manifesting like a parking spot near the front manifesting a friend near the front of the line manifesting whatever you want knowing that what you want that thing wants you more and kind of like letting yourself fall and like rely on the universe and knowing that the universe has your back okay (laughs) number five i put everything always works in my favor again everything always works in my favor. So obviously I would consider myself a lucky person, but you know, I feel a lot of shit. Like a lot of things don't go my way. And there's a lot of times where I fail and I lose lots of money or I lose lots of time or I lose an opportunity or, you know, I'm just not lucky and shit happens. And it's like a lot of the time that shit happens. And like, you know, I never convince myself, oh, this didn't happen to me. I'm an unlucky person. No, I never think that. So there was um, one, I, I have a video actually, it's on YouTube and it's like my business failed in six months and this is what I did and this is what I learned from it. Um, I could do a podcast episode on that too because I had a lot of things that failed since then. Um, <laughs> but I had a failed merch line, which was basically like, I think I came out with like um a one piece bathing suit what else did i come up with i think like a hoodie um and i put months months of time of effort of taking photo shoots of um doing meetings all of these things months and months and months and months and months of work i put towards this launch and at the end of the day i think i came home with maybe about $400. And if you really think about it, like that was I didn't even get paid minimum wage. Like the amount of hours that I put into, you know, this merch line and the amount of, you know, hours that I did into like taking the photos and editing the photos and posting the photos and like, you know, finding the perfect fabric and finding my perfect logo and like getting samples and not liking the samples and like getting revisions and like revised samples, not liking those revised samples, hours and hours and months and months of work to make $400. It was so discouraging. And I was like, you know what? Maybe like it was at the time where like uh, lifestyle girls didn't really have merch. And I was like, you know what? Maybe lifestyle girls are just not meant to have merch. Like maybe it's only like those like, you know, gamer guys and like, you know, the Jake Paulers, maybe they're supposed to have merch and like lifestyle girls just can't have merch. But I was like, you know what? I've learned, you know, what doesn't work for me. And I know that everything works in my favor. And I know that I'm passionate about merch and I know that I'm passionate to, you know, make a clothing line. And I know that I went to fashion school and everything is going to work in my favor. So instead of being like, you know what? I know that merch doesn't work for me. It didn't work for me in the first time. So I'm just not going to do it. No, I knew that everything works in my favor. So I started a new merch company with a brand new um, company. It's with Fanjoy. (laughs) And that's where I started Girls Supporting Girls. And that's when I started you know, making money. And that's when I was like, you know what? I learned this and I learned this and I know that, you know, I failed the first time, but I know now it's going to work out and I learned from it and this one is going to be better and it's going to be successful. And lo and behold, Girls Sporting Girls is like one of my main sources of income and it's like so awesome. And like, I'm able to donate so much money, like literally hundreds of thousands of dollars to charities that I love and charities that like mean so much to me and things that like, I'm passionate about like sometimes I feel like, you know, you know, doing these projects can be kind of like, you know, discouraging because it's like you're doing this and you're selling this and you're like, what is what is the meaning of it all? 
what is the meaning of it all? Like to just slap my name on like a hoodie or slap my name on a t-shirt and sell it. Like, what is the meaning of it all? Like, I, I don't know. It just like didn't feel fulfilling to me. So I was like, you know what? You know what really feels fulfilling to me is girls supporting girls. Because growing up in high school, I was severely bullied. Girls would push me in the hallways. Girls would talk shit behind my back. Girls would make up false rumors. Even guys would make up false rumors. They would call me a slut. They would, you know, make fun of my YouTube videos. Everybody bullied me for my YouTube videos. They would say how weird I was and like how I like did a Betty Boop makeup tutorial and like I put glue in my eyebrows. They would make fun of me for everything and I was like you know what would be really fucking cool if someone at my school wore a girl sporting girls shirt if someone at my school wore a girl sporting girls hoodie like that would be really fucking cool and I think that it would honestly like make a difference in like how people are treated in high school and how you know people are treating each other because like you're not gonna be mean to someone wearing a girl sporting girl shirt like what the fuck that's so contradicting itself <laughs> and I also wanted to take it a step further and like you know, have a donation. So knowing that every single time that you buy a hoodie, every time that you buy a velour tracksuit, every time that you buy something, a crew neck, joggers, whatever it is, you know that a portion of the sale is going towards a girl's nonprofit organization. So I don't know. It's just like, you know, having, you know, learning from, you know, my first merch line where I just like slapped my name on something, slapped it on and like, you know, did it and like it didn't, it wasn't successful, not feeling discouraged and knowing that everything always works out in my favor, learning from my mistakes and trying again, even though I failed the first time trying again. And lo and behold, now I have girls supporting girls and it's like my favorite thing. And it's like my favorite thing that I've done and the thing that I want to be known for. And, you know, I hope that it, helps other people and i hope that people love it and they feel confident wearing it out and i hope that i don't know people just like it and something that i'm working on with girls supporting girl i feel like fucking (laughs) the guy from minions grew girls supporting girls um i something that i'm working on with girls supporting girls is we're going to be buying a well and i'm so excited i like i wanted to work with the thirst project for so long so we're going to be buying a well from girls supporting girls and i'm so excited um and it helps so many people with like clean fresh drinking water and it's so crazy that you can affect someone's life just by coming together like having something that everyone is passionate about which is girls supporting girls having so many people come together put their money all together and make something as beautiful as like a well that affects so many people and it affects their life in so many ways and like they're able to get educated now and they're able to i don't know it's like something that i'm really excited about and i'm getting really sidetracked but everything always works in my favor and i know that hey maybe i failed the first time but i learned from it and now it's gonna work for me now and if it doesn't work for me now this one was just a lesson and i know that at the end of the day everything is gonna work in my favor and everything that i do is gonna work out Um, So number six, my very last affirmation, I put the universe always has my back. Again, the universe always has my back. So something that I have been putting off 
and wanting to do for the longest time was launch this podcast. If you have like followed me for any time, you would know that I have been thinking about launching a podcast for maybe years, maybe like five or six years, at least half of my YouTube career. I've like debated making a podcast and I even made a podcast with like my ex and like I I wanted to like make my own solo podcast and like people would always tell me they're like, oh, solo podcasts don't do well. Like you need a duo. You need someone that you do the podcast with like blah, 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 blah. It's not going to do well. Like Girl Talk is so like not specific. Like there's a million other podcasts named Girl Talk. Like how do you know that yours is going to go well? Like I think you should do a different name change like blah, 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 blah. And I remember specifically I was on the call with like my network, which is like Studio 71. And I was like, you guys, I know that Girl Talk is going to do well. I know that the universe always has my back. I have videos on YouTube of Girl Talk and they have millions of views. I know that people like listening to me and like my advice. And like, I know that, you know, it's like something that's so comforting and it's something that's missing in the podcast industry is just like, you know, a safe space for girls to talk about whatever the fuck. And it doesn't need to be a duo because everyone was like so pushing me. They're like, you need to have a duo. You need to have a duo. And I was like, I know it's going to do well with just me. I have the proof to back it up. My YouTube videos with Girl Talk have millions of views people like my girl talk people like you know talking about taboo things and like listening about taboo things and you know people like talking about sex and like sometimes you know I feel like when I listen to duo podcasts because I don't really listen to too many duo podcasts I just feel like it's almost as if they have like an inside joke and like I don't really get it it's almost like I feel like the third wheel or like the third person out. And I was like, I know that the duo podcast is like a really big thing right now with like call her daddy and blah, 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 blah. But I know and I'm confident that the universe always has my back. And I know that the girl talk with just me is going to do well. And lo and behold, look at who's like, who look at who just got a Spotify deal. Miss Emma Chamberlain. And does she have a duo podcast? No, it's just her. And she just like talks about random shit. And I genuinely love her podcast. Like I sometimes like, girl, I don't agree with everything that she says in the podcast, but I'm like, it just feels like you're just listening to your best friend. And it just feels like you're talking to your friend on FaceTime and you guys are just chill. And like you guys you could just be cleaning your room and it's like your your friends just talking to you on FaceTime and it's just chill and I'll listen to it in the car. I'll listen to it when I'm cleaning my room and I'll listen to it whenever. Um, and I love her podcast and like I think like her not doing YouTube anymore made me miss her and I was like, I wonder what she's up to. I'm gonna listen to her podcast. So I started listening to her podcast and I was like, you know what? Her podcast kind of fucking slaps and I was like, I'm so happy that A, I listened to my gut and B, I knew that the universe always had my back. Sorry, I got heated. I'm literally, I'm like heating up right now. I like get very passionate about this, but I don't know. I think that these affirmations are things that you can say to yourself on a daily basis. And I promise you, I promise you, promise you, promise you, look at yourself in the mirror, say these affirmations. Even if you don't believe it, your subconscious will start to believe it and you will start to believe it. So what are the affirmations? It's number one, I always get what I want. Number two, manifesting is effortless to me. Number three, power isn't giving to me. I already have it. Number four, everything I want always wants me more. Number five, everything always works out for me in my favor. And number six, the universe always has my back. These are the six affirmations that I always say that 
makes me truly believe that I am a lucky girl and I am deserving of great things. And I always get my way and I'm always just lucky. <laughs> and there's, it's literally, it's literally a science. There's no, you know, thing that makes someone lucky versus unlucky. It's all about your mindset and it's all about the way that you just talk to yourself and your inner monologue in your head. But I love this podcast episode. I hope that, you know, with people listening to this, you you start becoming lucky and good things start happening to you because I swear shit actually works. So start saying these affirmations and I swear it'll actually start happening. So now it is time for work, 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 work. See me at me, work, 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 work. I don't know the word, 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 words. But we're going to be doing what would Rihanna do? WWRD because I love Rihanna. Rihanna don't sue me. Um, But just things that I think what Rihanna would do because I always look up to her when I'm always like feeling confident and insecure. I'm always like, what would Rihanna do? And I always think of the best thing to do. Um, so the first question, because it's anonymous, people ask me on my spam account. It's not Adeline on Instagram. You want to follow it. Um, but someone asked, how long should you date, and it's in quotes, date someone before things become official? So one thing especially when you're sexually active with someone is I would 100% ask them really basic questions. And like a lot of my friends are always like, oh, is it like clingy or is it weird if I ask them these questions? Bitch, no, this is about your health. This isn't about being toxic. This isn't being about obsessive. This isn't being about crazy. It's about your health. Um, so if you're sexually active with someone, I would first of all ask, are you, you know, sleeping with anyone else? Do, are we using a condom every single time? Um, am I on birth control? What are ways that we're being safe? And if you are sleeping with other people, are you using a condom with other people? When was the last time that you got tested? These are very basic questions that you absolutely have the right to and absolutely should be asking your like situationship because it's not about being crazy and it's not about being jealous and it's not about anything like that it's about literally your health because you know say that you know the condom slips or say that you know you do it without it and say that you know whatever something happens chlamydia is just uncomfortable for men but chlamydia can permanently make you infertile as a woman. It's not about being crazy. It's not about being clingy. It's genuinely just about your health. So I would ask the person that you're having sexual intercourse with and be like, hey, like, you know, are we using condoms? Are you being sexually active with other people? When was the last time you got tested? And I feel like these are very normal really respectful things that you should be asking your your partner before you even you know get into like the whole dating territory i feel like when you talk about those things you're able to like open the conversation of you know hey like you know i'm i'm type i'm the kind of go with the flow kind of guy like blah, blah, blah. i hate those bitches i'm go with the flow kind of guy Ugh. but you know you're talking to someone and they're like hey i'm kind of a go with the flow kind of guy like you know i'm not really looking for anything serious um that's how you kind of know like what you're getting yourself into. And girl, I know that we all think that we can fix him, but you're not going to fix him. I've been there and I've done that. You're not going to fix him. <laughs> if a man looks at you like, you know, a situationship, nothing that you do, you could be the most perfect girl in the world. 
it's never going to change his mind. But you know, every relationship has its own different timeline. I think that a month is definitely in situationship territory. But I would definitely say two or three month territory is definitely getting into the whole dating territory. Four, five, six, it's like you 100% should have that conversation, especially like, you know, if you're seeing each other every weekend and it's like a very consistent thing and blah, 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 blah. 100%, I think like three, four, five, six months, 100% you should have like an answer. I think two, three, four, like two, three, you could definitely be talking about it. But yeah, every there's no due date. I think every relationship is different. And honestly, I really love the slow burn type of relationships like the relationships where you know it's maybe not as fiery in the beginning and it's maybe not as like crazy and spicy in the beginning and you kind of like grow to learn each other those are my favorite types of relationships and like yeah it's not the most exciting and like I do love a good toxic relationship here and there and like uh, (laughs) I love a good toxic situation here and there But it comes to a point where you're like, okay, do I like actually want to be in a relationship? Do I actually want to have stability? Do I actually like want to be really happy? And like, I don't know. I feel like when I go into, you know, dates and stuff like that, I'm like, I feel like we don't have that spark. We don't have that like thing, like blah, 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 blah. But are you bonding because you guys have a spark or are you bonding because you both have the same traumas as children? Like, did you both have like unstable parents when you were growing up? Is that why you crave that unstable feeling of like, you know, he's not texting me back. I'm not going to text him back playing those games and blah, 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 blah. It comes to a point where I was just like, I am exhausted of the games and I need to figure out myself because obviously something is wrong with me where I am obsessed and I'm crazily obsessed with like the unstableness and I love the uncertainty and like feeling the need to constantly prove myself to someone and like proving that I'm like hot and like proving that, you know, I post a thirst trap and they have to like it. And like, then they text me and blah, 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 blah. It's just like, it's very much trauma bonding, uh, which is fun, but you got to get over it sometime, girl. And like, it is fun in your 20s. But once you get to like your 25, like, girl, you need to go therapy. You need to go to therapy, girl. And you need to fix those traumas because you know, it like affects our relationships. And, you know, at the end of the day, we just want to be loved. And as much as the fun, crazy situationships are and the toxic, crazy situationships are, we just want to be loved and we just want to be treated like a princess. Isn't that what we all want at the end of the day? So if you find yourself in that constant struggle of like always being in an unstable, toxic relationship, ask yourself, what kind of parents did I grow up with as a child? (laughs) why is this turning into a therapy session what kind of parents did I grow up with as a child like did I have like you know did I have stable parents did I have unstable parents was their love stable was their love unstable would they be for me there 100% of the time would they only be there for me like 50% of the time is that what I'm looking for in a partner someone that's unstable someone that's only going to be there for me like 50% of the time is that someone that I truly genuinely want or do I want to stop the trauma like the you know historical family trauma that is you know come to you do I want to work out and feel my feelings and like feel what I've gone through as a person and be able to live a happy and healthy relationship hell yeah so I don't know I would just go and write on a piece of paper if you find that you're always in a toxic situation and you can never find a label 
go and write on a piece of paper a list of qualities of your parental figures and then on a other side of the of the page i'd write down qualities that are similar and partners that you seek from your parental figures and are they negative are they inconsistent are they this are they that find that in yourself and try to heal that within yourself write a journal entry and tell you know whatever parental figure hey i just wanted to say that i appreciate you so much i understand that you were you know sometimes unstable but i know that i am worthy of of stable and a healthy relationship so for that reason i wanted to say that i love you so much and i wish you the best but this is something that i need to pursue i don't know (laughs) um i'm not a therapist so if this doesn't work for you then um i'm sorry (laughs) that was a long question next question someone asked how to find your own personal style I struggle with this, especially when you're a teenager. Like I was like, why do I feel like everybody has like their own aesthetic? Everybody has their own thing. Everybody has like a strong style. And like, I just don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. I don't know what my style is. Like I go on Pinterest. I obviously like things, but like, I just feel like I don't have like a specific style. One thing that really helped me was to just have that style. (laughs) Like I, I just had bad style. You know, what really helped is to just like truly genuinely be authentically yourself and like find things that you actually genuinely like. Do you actually like that? Like boring white aesthetic on Pinterest, the clean, modern aesthetic, you know, some people actually do genuinely like that, but I thought that I liked that, but it turns out that I don't. I am maximalist to the max. I love lots of shit. I love lots of colors. I love big, bright things. I love things that are tacky. I love everything like that. I love being bright. I love being bold. I love this. I love this. I love this. Um, So go on Pinterest. Don't be afraid to be tacky. Type in like keywords that you really like. What's your favorite color? Pink? Type in pink aesthetic type in this type in that make boards and like vision boards and like print out your vision boards and like I don't know like really experiment with your style and like maybe hey like my style changed like every other year maybe even every six months when I was like a teenager and I never could like fully find it but I think what really helped me fully find it was like knowing that I'm never gonna be 100% authentic there was this one book that I read and I I I forget what it was called, but it just basically said that you will never be 100% authentic. All creative people pick things that they like and from their inspirations from like two or three or four or five different people and they make it their own. If you were to be 100% truly authentic, if I were to be 100% truly authentic in my podcast, I'd have to speak a different language because I'd be copying the English language. And I'd be copying the microphone that I have and I'd be copying the, you know, whatever. It's literally impossible to be 100% authentic. So find, hey, do I like Bella Hadid's style? Do I like Vanessa Hudgens' style? Do I like Adeline's style? Do I like Selena Gomez's style? Find people that you like and find pieces that you like of their style and make it your own. I don't know. I think that's what help me too because I wouldn't say that I have like one person specific style I think I definitely take a lot of inspiration off of Kylie like even the lipstick wall her old like King Kylie era but then I also take a lot of inspiration from Madison Beer and like her like hair and her makeup and her the way that she dresses and I, I get a lot of inspiration from you know Emma Chamberlain and like I love her podcast and I love her vibe and like 
her the way that she carries herself and like i don't know i get so much inspiration from so many people and you kind of like form it and mold it and make it your own and that's just you i don't know <laughs> Yee, i love this question someone said because if i'm gonna talk about mass if anyone's gonna talk about masturbation it's gonna be fucking me <laughs> it's embarrassing but whatever i fucking talk about it someone asked how to spice up me time with no vibrators and i love this question because i'm a kinky motherfucker and i love trying new things and like especially like you know we always say oh i want to try new things with my partner i want to try and experiment new things with my partner blah, blah 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 but why don't we ever try new things and experiment new things with ourselves so i don't know this is gonna sound really fucking weird and you're gonna judge me for this but i love spicing it up with myself and there's a lot of ways that you could do it is you can like you know kind of role play with yourself and like you know pretend that you know have like a fantasy in your head like what is something that you've always like getting like you know, hooking up with like a tattoo artist or like, you know, thinking of like situations in your head. Another thing that you could do is like getting dressed up for yourself. You don't only have to wear lingerie for men. You can wear it for yourself and like turn yourself on. And like, I love like just putting on like a cute lingerie set and like just looking in the mirror and like seeing I'm like, damn, I really am a goddess. Like, damn, I've really been looking good. Um, And then I think also just like spicing up the location. <laughs> everyone's gonna know how weird i am i don't give a fuck um but like you know we always say that we, we want to do like different locations with our partner like oh my god we just had sex like on the beach blah. but like obviously i'm not gonna do that as, i don't know but you know i'll try different locations whether it's like obviously in private don't be you know masturbating in public with like you know that you could become a sex offender but you know what if it's like in your car <laughs> <laughs> or like you know in the kitchen what if it's like you know in in the bedroom what if it's in the bathroom what if it's in the shower like trying new different things um but i think that there's a lot of cool ways to spice it up with just yourself um because i don't know i feel like everybody always talks about like how do we nurture the relationship with our partner how do we spice up sex with our partner but we don't think how do i nurture the relationship with myself and how do i spice up the sex with myself because like obviously i feel like the best way to have good sex is by knowing your body and masturbating. Knowing your body, knowing what feels good for you, communicating to your partner what you like, and just not being embarrassed about it. There were so many times that I've had sex and I'm like, oh my God, he, all that he sees is my roles. All that he sees is my roles. All that he sees is my roles. And I'd be like, not having a good time because I all that I think about is my roles and like all that I think about is, you know, how ugly I think I look. But if you really think about men and the way that they think, met, the last thing that a man is looking at is your roles. He is so excited to be looking at your ass. He is so excited to be looking at your titties. Being a woman is being a goddess and just him being in your presence is an honor, a fucking honor. And we always forget that. <laughs> so stop worrying and being like, oh, I probably look so ugly at this position. And like, girl, have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror like bent over like that's a really good angle like you're gonna look really good and like have you ever taken nude selfies like when you bend over like that it looks really good so all i'm saying is don't be insecure about it because it's actually a really good angle and you're gonna look really good and i trust me you're gonna look really good <laughs> um but i think we got a little bit too tmi on this podcast a little tmi girl talk you know i actually considered i was like should i do girl talk should i do tmi girl talk i don't know um but yeah 
I hope that you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. Um, we really got into it. And I really hope that the girls that are listening, you start believing that you are a lucky girl because I really do believe that you are a lucky girl and you are deserving of great, amazing things and great, amazing things will happen to you. Um, But yeah, if you guys haven't already, then make sure to give this video a like if you're listening to it on YouTube. Um, Make sure to rate the podcast. It helps me a lot on Spotify, on Apple Music, whatever you can. Ah, It helps me a lot. Um, But I'm always here. If you ever need to chat, I'm always here every single Wednesday. Um, if you need to ask me any questions, it's always on Nat Adeline. It's my spam account on Instagram. Um, but yeah, I love you guys. If you ever need anything, I'm always here at the same place at the same time. I love you guys. Bye. Did you like that episode? I really hope that you did. Um, if you haven't already, then make sure to watch last week's episode or the week after. Just click on the links, whatever it is. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoyed. Also, be sure to subscribe because it helps me a lot. Um, but I love you and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.